excited to be here to do My this. My name is Laura Foster. Guitar player extraordinaire slash uh, resident fun guy at Northside Baptist Church. Blanton. I'm actually Charlie's Dang, cousin. Little biker. Baines Blanton. I'm a junior at Lowndes High School. Peterson. I'm a student at Lowndes High School. podcast man i'm so glad to have you back on today could you introduce yourself and we'll just keep on going hello uh, i'm mikey gibbons i'm the youth intern at first baptist church of ray city this is now the second time I've been on this podcast and man it's been an amazing past year hasn't it Charlie? yeah man um for sure you know with especially with the one year and everything yes i'm um, really blown away by what god's done with this podcast and he's done through you man you've like like what in the world? Like you're up here at um, First Baptist High City now, so I know, know it's a huge difference, man. Yeah, I mean, so you went to Northside, so like, so you're not a member there, but you got commissions. Like, what? It's not a question I have down here, but what is like the difference in just like leaving Northside being commissioned? Like, does it just pretty much just like here take him? Like, or? so it's kind of like leaving someone with their blessing. Ah, so I, I have their blessing now. I'm here at Ray City with with their blessing, uh-huh. working here, and it's just been amazing so far. Gotcha. Just their support is what it really boils down to. Gotcha. Because I was wondering, I was like, what's the difference in them just leaving and then being like commissioned? You know, if like, what's the biggest? Because um, I, I mean, I remember being there for that. I was like, let's go, Mikey! I was like, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, can you talk about your role a little bit about what you do here? Okay, so I'm the youth intern. Uh-huh. So what that means is I work specifically with the youth. I plan out their events. I execute those events. I teach their Sunday school lessons. Uh-huh. And I teach their Wednesday nights, usually. Ooh. I'm also the right-hand man for the outreach pastor. Is Pastor Charles Cornwich. You will hear from him in a little while. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's my boss. Supervising nice. pastor. He is a great man, a godly man. He's, he's been a phenomenal guy to work under. Yeah. He's been just amazing. Yeah. Sounds like we both have good bosses, huh? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what's been the most challenging part about, you know, you like, not just, you know, being here, but, you know, just in general, like, trying to figure everything out? Like, I would say stepping into a almost full-time teaching role. Just, yeah. Just diving in headfirst into that, just... Uh, coming from Northside as being a Sunday school student to jumping into being a Sunday school teacher and yeah. a Wednesday night teacher. That just that's been the biggest change. Change biggest uh, leap obstacle. Yeah, just like the it's been something that's been a learning curve for me personally. Yeah, because I mean, you really didn't, you know, because you went from student ministry to here. I mean, because I mean, you were in the college for like what? A week, <laughs> you know. That's what it kind of felt like. Well, I am still involved at the BCM. Right. Yeah. Stuff, so yeah. You're still college. you're still in college, yeah. but it's like in terms of the college ministry, yeah, like at Northside, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, you kind of went from student to here, and so yes. like that is definitely a change. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, it's gonna be so good for him, but everyone's gonna miss him up here. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, I mean, I you know, I'm still glad that you come around and sing on the choir still, because we definitely need you, because like, mm-hmm. dude, like. I don't know what it is about guys not wanting to sing, but come on. Like, it's just a thing, man. Guys don't like getting up in front of people and singing. It's why just... not? Well, I'm not going to do a solo, but I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll sing up there. Like, or I'll make some joyful noises, they say, because I can't sing. I just blend in. You know. Well, on the whole, guys like playing sports more than they do just get up and singing. Yeah. So. I mean, well, that's what, you know, I guess that's kind of the draw for me, because it's yeah. always been harder for me to play sports anyway. Yes. And so, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'll sing and then strain my body that way. Because I, right. I, I did do that like a few times during the Christmas concert. Like I was practicing so Those hard. Those are some strenuous songs, that man. That I was like, I was trying to hold up the note and I was like, 
Oh and my hey, gosh. Jeff doesn't let you stop early. He keeps uh -oh. you going, man. And I'm like, let me breathe. <laughs> That's right. Like, yeah, I was for sure, like, I was, I mean, I, I was worried a few times. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to hurt myself or something. Because there was one of my own practices. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I haven't told me about that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it took a couple of days to go away. I was like, That's you definitely a, pulled something. Uh huh. <laughs> I definitely did pull something in there. Um, but like, has it been hard to kind of balance that? Like, I'm not this, you know, I'm kind of jumping around questions, yeah, yeah. but. You know, because you're in a way you're kind of juggling two churches in a way because you, you're coming up here doing your responsibilities, mm -hmm. but then you want to be with your family still at Northside, hang out with them, you know, and sing still. Is that hard to juggle? It, it, it took some getting used to, yeah. But by God's grace, I've been able to do it and do it well. <laughs> it's definitely like you said, a balancing act. Yeah. There are some days where obviously race takes precedent. Yeah. And I have to be here. Like it takes precedent. Yeah. Obviously, it's my job. But there are other days where I am free and I get to go to Northside like on Sunday nights uh -huh. or um, maybe for a, some, some night during the week that's not a Wednesday. Yeah. And I do look forward to those, just seeing everybody again, just connecting, just letting them know what's been going on with yeah. me and just hearing what's been going on with them. Cause, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know my family still goes to Northside, but I'm kind of out of the loop now. Yeah. So like there's a lot of stuff that goes on there that I'm not aware of. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that cracked me up then. I was like, when we had the... Um, we were practicing a little bit before the Christmas program. I was like, dude, no, it's not at four. It's at three. <laughs> you got to get here right now. Like, I was messing with you a little bit on that. I, I, I kind of figured. I was just like, come on. Like, you know, I was like, there ain't no way he didn't hear. Because like, I was talking with um, somebody else in the college ministry. Yeah. I can't think of his name for the life of me. But um, we were talking. And, was Mark? Yes. Yes, yeah. it was Mark. Uh -huh. Yeah. And... Um, we were talking, and he was like, yeah, he heard that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. He either forgot or he's just joshing me, which, you know, I don't know which, whichever one it is. But like, that was so funny. He just walks up, and I was like, there he is. Because I had to tell Mr. Ben, I was like, Mikey's on the way. So don't be getting comfortable in your seat if you got to move. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, but what, so is there anything you miss about being Northside? Like, you know. I would say just the people. Yeah. Just not seeing them on a weekly basis regularly now. Mm -hmm. just I'm missing that part of uh, my church family. Yeah. Uh, but I have a new church family here now, too. You so got I've, two church families. Exactly. I got, <laughs> the more, the merrier, right? That's right. That's right. It's, just, it, it's been taking some getting used to. It's, there's definitely been some changes, but uh, God's been working in it by His grace, and He's yeah. been doing some amazing things. And uh, mm -hmm. It's been a real joy getting to watch Him work. Heck yeah, man. I mean, like, I remember when it was announced, I was like, now this is absolutely amazing. I was, I was so happy. I was like, you know, um, and I think wasn't... Charles was with you then, wasn't he? Yes, he came with me. I thought I yeah. thought so. I was like, because I couldn't remember if um, I couldn't remember which pastor it was that came with you, but I thought it was Charles that did. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing him. You know, I never walked up to him and said anything. Well, I probably should have, because you know, <laughs> now I'm going to be interviewing him. But yeah, like, um, I'm you know, I think I even took pictures of that too. I don't remember. Um, you did. You sent some to me. Yeah, I thought I thought I did. I was like, there's no way I didn't, because uh -huh. like. I always try to think about stuff like that because, like, what if somebody does not take a picture? And I'm like, you don't want to remember that. That's just exactly. me. I'm like, so I'll be the person that's, like, in the back, in the back there, like. Taking those pictures. Yeah. Raise your phone up in the air, like, you know. <laughs> and I got this short little arms. Just, You're raising Whoa. it up. You're going to take those pictures. <laughs> got them. But, um, so, yeah, you might have missed your church family here or at Northside, but what something you love about here? The people, man. Again, it's the people. Yeah. Uh, it's more country people here, definitely. Uh -huh. In Ray City, uh, for those of you who don't know where Ray City is, it's a little twenty minutes north of Valdosta, out in a yeah. little bit of the country area. It's just the people are amazing. They're really, really down to earth, mm -hmm. and just some great, 
hardy people, if that's the right way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, would you say that you've pretty much, like, well, I mean, you know, it's growing, I'm sure, but have you met, like, most of them, like, other members of right now? Like, I don't know everyone by name yet. <laughs> but you, but you <laughs> but know I've met them. most like, of them. Like, I, know, hey. I know their faces by now, obviously. Yeah. I know a good many of them by name. Because that's the one thing about, you know, Northside for sure is, like, I do not know everyone. Northside's huge, man. It's like, huge. You can get lost in the people. Like, there. you know, of course, I know, of course, I don't know somebody that knows that person that might have said hey to me, you know, like, or tapped me on the shoulder, but I'm like, who was that? Like we were talking earlier before we came here, I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. somebody just says hey to me, and I'm like, they may know who I am, but I don't know them, yeah. you know, or whatever. And that's um, going to happen, like, the bigger your church gets, the more that's going to happen. Uh-huh. It's just, like, but it's, it's weird, because I kind of said, like, Northside, yeah, is huge, but it feels like it's got that small town church feel, like you know, people know each other and will help each other out. You that's know? what the life groups are supposed to do. They're supposed to bring exactly. that small exactly. town and it, and it definitely does do that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, for sure. Like, you know, and I'm so thankful for my life group. And one thing that for sure is, um, you know, it's funny. Like, all, even the different like, life group leaders, they're like, I'm like friends with them now. It's really yeah. fun. Like Mr. <laughs> Jason and Ms. Rachel, I've not like been taught by them except for like a Wednesday night when we did that. Mm-hmm. But like. No, I'm still friends with them, you know, and it's because of this podcast, man. Dude, like, they're, they're an amazing couple. Like, if ever you need dude, to talk to someone like yes. about anything, they're your go-to, man. Well, they, they nail it, too. Exactly. Like, they, and they just get, like, they're just like, they listen so well. It's mm-hmm. like, they, they blow me away. Like, they're, and they're so... I mean, if you so need nice. someone's perspective who's, like, not a pastor, but, like, close to... Yeah. They're the ones you go to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they will, like, some of the like, down to earth are like, mm-hmm. you're not like, huh? Exactly. What'd you say? Because that was one thing me and Baines were talking about the other mm-hmm. night was, you know, if you're trying to just maybe say if you're like going into lounge or somewhere yes. like that, and you're trying to tell somebody about the gospel, especially a young person, mm-hmm. don't overcomplicate things. No. Like, and I know that I sound like kind of like, I sound like I'm like fussing at you, but mm-hmm. like, I'm serious, don't. Because like, mm-hmm. if you do, they're really not going to get it. That's right. Like, who, you know, if you simplify it down mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Then... They're more than likely to get it. Now, will they get it? Maybe you know you never know. I hope they do, but at least make that effort. It's to it comes down to what God does in their hearts and whether they accept it. Yeah, but exactly. The thing we're called to do is give them the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's all we can. Because like, you know, I've always been worried about like, what if you have somebody that like has all this knowledge in their head and then they like come barreling with full force and they're like, too much information. What did you just <laughs> tell me? And like, yes. you kind of gotta ease that in um, for sure. But um, that's right. Hasn't you know? Hasn't well. I've just answered. I asked you that, didn't I? But I was about to say it wasn't uh, hard to juggle churches. But um, so when it comes to youth questions, you know, because you work with them now. Yes. Um, when you look at the youth today, or do you see hope? Or are you worried about the future? Okay, I see a bit of both. Mm-hmm. The youth are definitely open-minded nowadays. That can go two ways. Mm-hmm. Depends on um, who they allow to influence them and who they're influenced by. If the churches continue to allow the youth, by and large, to be influenced by society, by the government, then they will fall away from the church. Because, like, you know in Lowndes, in most public schools, what is being taught is not from the Bible. It's not from the biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. It's, I hesitate to say, from the pit of hell, but it really is. It's it's from, from Satan. It's his plan. It's what... It's his way of deceiving the youth from an early age. And, you know, I know teachers may say, well, how dare you, like, you're insulting what I teach. But, like, mm-hmm. again, I don't put that on them because that's what they're given yes, to teach. Like, and that's one thing, you know, I want to 
encourage, like, tell people. It's like, don't get mad at the teachers, like, you know, from, unless if they pick that out. Like, yes. if, if know, they go too far, then If they go too far, yeah. then mm-hmm. look into it. But, like, most of the time, mm-hmm. the curriculum is picked out by a few people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're more than likely not a Christian, you know. Yes. Um, and then, then it just seeps in. That's like, right. and then you have the few cases where a teacher does pick something, mm-hmm. and then you, if you're not careful... Yeah. You know, because the bad thing is kids don't know what to look for these days. Like, I had a situation, yes. you know, I probably said it like 5,000 times, so I won't go into the full story again. Mm-hmm. But I had a situation like that. Yeah. And I did do something about it. But the thing mm-hmm. about it is, kids don't know what to look for in that. Mm-hmm. And because they think it's normal. Or yeah. they think that it's accepted or right. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know? Yeah. And, that, and it's a bit frustrating because I'm like, you know, I mean... The teachers are trying to fill their these students' heads with garbage when they're you know when they're trying to go. And they're so impressionable. I mean, that's true too. Middle school and high school, that's when you were most impressionable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like, and they know that, mm-hmm. and like it's yeah. like you know it's like we're like the Christians and like the people of the world. We're just, we're, we're trying to just pull them this way, pull them that way. And it's like, mm-hmm. ugh, and they don't know. You know, I kind of felt feel bad for them a little bit because they don't know what to believe. Like especially you know because you mm-hmm. got one, and the sad part is. It's getting harder for the Christians because mm-hmm. the world's like it's easier, you know, to go that way. Because it know. is the Christian road is hard. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more rewarding. Oh, it's so much more worth it. And they just need to realize it. That's right. Yeah. But um. But that's one more thing that I would like to say. Like, yeah, about go ahead. Gospel presentations when you're talking to someone, we need to make sure when like when we're presenting someone with the gospel mm-hmm. that we clearly tell them that it is the harder road. That right. it is a hard road. Yeah. So that is part of the gospel presentation. That is. Part of the truth is that it is the harder way. Because they think, oh yeah, now that you're saved and you're a Christian, you know, it's like some people do think that still. That it's just yeah. like, you know, sunshine and rainbows. But no, it no. is not. That is the hardest road you could ever pick. Like to be a Christian. And then you know, you say to like, if you say to somebody, you know, I still sometimes mess up or whatever, you know, sin whatever, yeah. and you're still, and they're like, huh? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, that still happens. We're you're still human. We're still human. You're, you're being. Perfected and made more holy the more you're in Christ, but you are still living in this earth. You are still human. Right. <laughs> and you know, like some people, they're like, my, at least in my experience, they're like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah, you know. But it's it's awkward because like when you try to tell your testimony to somebody that isn't saved or whatever, you know, you know that, you know, you don't want to get judged or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, because they're not like somebody in your church. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, and you, I understand, you know, but hey, you're saying that, you know. No, they're gonna be like, you did what? You know, but you know, so like, you gotta find that balance. Mm-hmm, that's right. And on a word on, on testimonies. Yeah. Testimonies are great tools, but you make sure you're presenting the gospel through them. Exactly. If you aren't, then you're wasting your breath. Yep. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um. So you know, as we've discussed, the young people face a lot in today's world, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like with social media or anything else. That's probably like me and my parents. <laughs> we've talked about it. There's a lot more like stuff that you face than what they faced when they were my age. And, um, you know, so if one of your youth walked to be right now and said, um, Mikey, I am struggling to navigate this from a biblical way, what would you tell them? So if they say, we're for that. They're struggling to navigate this world in a biblical way. You know, like, mm-hmm. things just aren't going good, but they want to keep navigating it, but they're mm-hmm. struggling with that. I would encourage them first to seek God to pray. Mm-hmm. To really study God's word, like actually study what it says on how to navigate this world, on how to live daily lives in Christ, on how to depend on His Spirit for guidance, for strength, and just for even 
even the assurance mm-hmm. that the race is not in vain. That would be what I would say. And then if we take a step further, I would uh, ask them to, uh, con- to keep me in the loop just to see how they're doing. Like right. What, wh- keep you account- keep it, them accountable. Exactly. Keep them yeah. accountable. Uh, just see, if it, see what help they really need, like what more specific situations they're really facing, and maybe give them some guidance on what scriptures to go to for that and mm-hmm. where to look in the Bible to find the answers to those questions and then right. how to navigate through those hard times and hard areas. Um, I, I would think of like a pornography, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go to, I believe it's Corinthians chapter 13, flee sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. So a point of, just, that's just one example. Yeah. But mm-hmm. And like, you know, one thing that uh, I was thinking about with, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's difficult for some like to, really grasp that you know like yeah. when you're going back to the gospel um, presentations like yeah. it doesn't matter how, how simple you put it some some just and, I, and that, in my experience that's you know it's they kind of put that brick wall up mm-hmm. now you know for you know what would you do in that situation like when they put that you know when they just put that wall up and they don't would you just leave it alone for a bit now it depends you... on what kind of brick wall they put up like if they're just totally antagonistic to the gospel like no matter how you present no matter what way you try to give it to them. Uh-huh. Like if you use a movie to start all the conversation off with and then use that transition to a gospel presentation or if you just use something like the weather even to use it for a gospel presentation. Yeah. If they're just totally antagonistic to the gospel, I would back up, I would leave the situation, I would really pray for them. Yeah. And until next time I saw them, I would continue to pray and then by God's grace, hopefully they would be more receptive to it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what you have to realize is they're not rejecting you. They're not rejecting right. how you're presenting it. They are rejecting God. They're rejecting Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to remember in those situations is that they're not rejecting you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that can be hard to do. Like, they're like, I'm trying to, you know, pour my heart and soul out into this person. Yes. And then it ain't working. Like, well, why is that? You know, then, but that's one thing we really have to remember. And mm-hmm. it's been kind of, I've had to remember that myself. Like, because... Mm-hmm. In my experience, there's always been that one person that wants to argue back and forth. You know, like you've, it's a weird balance because, you know, I've got kids over here that want to bait or asking questions. Now, whether if they're wanting to seek the truth or if they're just being apathetic to it, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, either way, they're wanting to know. So I'm going to tell them. That's right. And then you've that's got, what to do. you know, this one over here that's arguing. I'm like, <laughs> I want to pray for you, but uh, if you're going to argue, I, I can't. You know, I can't move forward That's if right. you know if you're just putting that brick wall up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if if they do come at you with a challenge to the gospel, you also need to be ready to defend the exactly. gospel. That's what we're also called to do. Mm-hmm. And I've, one thing that's for sure is like with and I, all this sprung from the one year anniversary because mm-hmm. I asked yeah. kids in that class, mm-hmm. and that was kind of one thing that kind of conveyed to me a little bit was like I don't have the head knowledge, like you know, like as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I mean, they are not asking mm-hmm. like. You know, the yeah. they're asking the hard stuff, That's like right. right off the bat. They're not asking the, the surface stuff. They, uh-uh. they want the real answer. No, no. They're like, and I'm like, my gosh. And how do like, you think you can be better prepared to answer this, Charlie? Well, for sure, I would say I just need to get back into reading more. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing because I've gotten, like I told you earlier, I've been busy yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually got somebody that's. Um, you know, I got somebody that's like messing me every day now. Like, hey, read, and I'm like, gotcha. And like Give one thing, I, yeah. And one thing I'm doing is I'm like gonna send them a picture every day of my Bible, so they know if they don't if they don't get a picture, haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. And so I keep that's me right. accountable too. So yes, like, that's great. They're like, where's the picture at? Like, it's <laughs> like, hey, it's right there. But you know, and then, um, I asked them like, what book I should start? You know, jump back into reading John right now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for sure, just like, and really, you know, to you know, asking people like. 
you know, because I know it can be a little hard, like, so what advice would you give to somebody trying to, like, actually study the word, like, you know, so because like, it can be difficult. Oh, we're talking about, like, just the Bible in general, or you want to talk about a specific book? Uh, just the Bible in general. Like, what, how, how do you go about it? Because, sure, you can read it on the surface level, but how do you, like, study it and then apply it, you know? Okay, so if you really want to study it, you need to take it a chapter and almost a verse at a time. Mm-hmm. For instance, the uh, Beatitudes in Matthew 5. Mm. Read a verse of that and sit back and meditate on it. And there's this wrong stereotype going around that meditation is clearing your mind of everything. That's not what Christian biblical meditation is. It is focused thinking on one specific topic, whether that's the Word of God, whether that's a situation in your life. That's what real meditation is. Mm-hmm. Sitting down and really thinking about it. In the Beatitudes example, um, uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. Just really thinking about that, just thinking about what God's really saying in there, using the context of that chapter, of that passage, of that book, to really discern what God is saying in there, mm-hmm. is how you study the Bible. Yeah. And then if there's a passage you're struggling with, you really don't get it, that's when you go to a godly uh, person in your life, whether it's a godly mentor, whether it's, Lord, when you have a godly parent, or a godly pastor. You go to them, you ask for their thoughts on it, mm-hmm. their take on it, see how their take can help you out, how they can show you the truth of scripture yeah and that kind of uh, happened with oh what verse was it I was I was looking at it a different way it was uh, I think John fifteen thirteen. you know when I looked at it I was thinking to myself um, you know um, and I'm just paraphrasing but you know it says like um, you know there's no greater love than this than sacrifice yeah. one for friends right well mm-hmm. um, when I looked at it I was thinking oh like you know it's more for us like of a sacrificial thing but then somebody described it as you know Jesus calls us his friends our friends and then I was like okay that makes a lot more sense like there was stuff like that and I was like dude I love that verse even more now like that you know like that was that's another depth love for that there, there's a, yeah there's a lot more depth for it and um that was so like I was an eye-opening thing and I probably I know that's for sure mm-hmm. I need to because like some of that I can or a lot you know there's a lot of it I'm like what did I just read and I go back and read it and read it, yeah. read it and I'm like okay like I might need to like ask somebody like mm-hmm. You know, like, what does this mean or whatever, even if it's just, like, one simple verse, like, because there's a lot in the Bible that's hard to understand. I mean... Yes, and sometimes certain seasons in your life makes it easier to understand certain areas more than others. Mm-hmm. For instance, Song of Solomon. It's much easier to understand it when you're married as opposed to when you're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And a, a word on prayer. When we sit down to pray... As true love all children of God, we need to expect God to answer. We need to have the faith that He will respond. Mm-hmm. But also, we need to pray that we have uh, the spiritual glasses, the biblical glasses, to see how He's responding, even if it's in ways we don't want Him to respond. Right. Uh, I found personally, and you, you can obviously go into more detail in this, but God has three basic responses yes, no, wait. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not wrong. There's no maybe in there. It's there's like, no maybe. You know, that's the one we can be assured about. There's no like in between. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's for sure. But one thing I did want to ask you yes. is, you know, the last um, last time we talked on mm-hmm. here, your topic was talking about work ethic, Christian yes. work ethic. How has that has that has your view on that changed or increased since? Like, is you know, has your work ethic increased since? being up here I would say it's in a way increased because there's this um, I've tried to put that into practice more uh-huh. and just in my life in general uh, but 
as it applies to Ray City, is I'm still trying to put my heart into everything I do for the glory of God. And I hope something I know it's something you've been trying to do mm-hmm. too, but that's just it's a it's a daily practice that um, it it takes a conscious choice to do that. It does, especially when you're having to do something you don't like. If there's something you don't want to do, yes, you those have are to, the hardest. Parts. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to put on a like, smile and bear yeah, it. You I know, know. Like, like cleaning a toilet, for instance. Ugh. Putting your heart into that, it takes a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just walk in, Mikey's got the biggest grin on his face and he's scrubbing the toilet, the toilet, <laughs> toilet like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man, that's good. Boy. But yeah, um, that's all the questions I got. Do you have any questions for me, or any final thoughts, or anything like that? Um, let's see, questions for you. So, what have you seen God do with this podcast in the year Ooh. since we last talked? Good one. Yeah. So the obvious one, I think, is the one year anniversary episode. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still in shock by that. Um, you know, because we had the entire youth group in there that night. Yes. Um, you know, along with. Um, some adults as well, and you know, they're watching online and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and this is just, of course, you know, I'm not trying to go by the numbers, but it's just proof that God worked in it. Yes, it is. I checked the other day; it's like one of the highest viewed videos on the Facebook page for Northside. Awesome. And it's not even it's it's titled <laughs> as a Wednesday night Bible study. It is far from Wednesday night Bible study, but yes, you know, like it's so cool to me. I'm like, what? Like, you know, that that still blows my mind that God used something like that, um, in that way. Um, you know, and just to see, like, how many people have been able to come on, like, 60-plus people now, you mm-hmm. know, every single week. Because there was a few weeks, a few times I was so nervous, like, who's going to come on next? Because I didn't have them. A few times I'd fall behind, and then, you know, who'd, like, be lined up for the next one? But then God provided, you know? Yeah. Um, and the great thing is, my mom being at the age she's at and the age I'm at, we know different people because we, we go to different places in Northside, like, the different ministries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she's getting me connected with, like, ladies in the shop. And I'm going to the youth groups and then, like, the college ministries. Yes. You know, and so there's different people that work. And that's also a thing, too. God's connected me with more people and also connecting others because they're getting to learn. Like, I think Noah Jenkins told me this. He's like, I'm learning so much about my church people. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that this, all this was, like, going on in their life or they had this going on. And it's so cool to, like, just hear that. Um, and, you know, one thing that people tell me, like, one of my podcast buddies, you know, he does a lot of, you know, a lot of his interviews are remote. Like, they're not, like, right here face-to-face. And the one, you know, drawback of his is, like, you know, he talks to these people at one time. Mm-hmm. There's not much reconnection. Yes, that's right. But, like, I could talk to these people about their episodes and how, you know, how good they're doing, how God's using them. That's right. And, you know, mm-hmm. it feels them majority to know that God's using their episode and it just, you know, it's not just, it wasn't, we didn't just do it for, because I wanted to do it or they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. God wanted us to do it. Yeah. Um, so that connection's always it's been really really fun and also it's a lot more fulfilling too than what I've done in the past for like content and stuff like yes. I've tried to make content in the past and whatever and I think it was just to fill a void or whatnot, you know but yeah. I can't say that that part of my life wasn't all bad because I met somebody there that started a podcast and then I started my own which is really cool so yeah. God used that too, and I won't even say it then. So like you know, so yes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's for sure. Um, God's really used this podcast this year or in 2023, and I'm excited to see what happens in 2024. That's awesome. Yeah. Another question. Uh, this pertains more to youth specifically. Yeah. What is the biggest problem you see in the youth today? Who has a good one? Um. Mm, I would say. Um, not you know, being, yeah, all of, you know, it's all about, 
you know, like you're talking about just students in general. Students in general, biggest okay. problems. Yeah, it's all about them. You know, they're like it's me, 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 me. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry to be frank, but it's not. You know, there's other people around you. Like you know, you got to be compassionate and like you know that's that's one thing. Yeah. We need more compassion in students. <laughs> like you know, we do. I mean. I, you know, because I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I'm not going to list anybody specific, of course, but some of the students at Lambs, I'm like, that's just, like, well, that's just wrong. Like, you yeah. know, like, um, and, you know, that's one thing for sure. It's just, like, they're so self-centered. Like, oh, this happened to me. It's like, oh, well, it was me. Like, and I'm guilty of that, too. So I'm not saying I, I'm not. But, you know, um, and, you know, one thing I did, like, that was, like, the first week of school. And no, this is not me bragging on myself. This is what God did through me. Yeah. Was um, I was like, you know, for the first week, I'm gonna go around and ask people what they need prayer for. Okay, and I did, and you know, a bunch of them said either just thanks, whatever. Well, then one girl, she was in the um, elevator, and she was like crying about something. And nobody, like, there was a packed elevator. Yeah. Nobody again goes back to that. Me, 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 I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I don't want to mess with her because mm-hmm. I don't want to be compassionate or whatever. I don't know. They might have other reasons, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it kind of bothered me, right? there's so many people yeah. in this elevator and nobody's helping. So I went and asked her, I was like, because I knew her, I was like, yeah. you know, what's up? And she said, you know, just, it's, you know, been rough, something's going on. And I said, well, I'll be praying for you for that. And mm-hmm. she, you know, said thanks and then walked off. But then later that night, I got a message and said, you know, thanks, that really helped me out a lot. And I asked her, I was like, was I the one that I, um, said something? And she said, yeah, you were, and I didn't even teach you did, because I was upset all day. And she's like, I mean, that just, that hurt me a little bit. I'm like, not even a teacher acknowledge the fact that you're mm-hmm. upset. Like, yeah. and no one just seems at the time. Right, know. and you know, that that is, that's upsetting because people, and I'm sure there's other people like that that feel like they're not seen or heard, you know, and that needs to change. And that's where we as believers need to step in and show them Christ's love. That's a, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if, if you've seen someone do it or not, but that's an excellent time to share the gospel with someone. Yeah. To just be the hands of Peter Jesus, even in your local school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just, like, that's one example that I'm yeah. just, like, it blew me away, but at the same time, I'm glad that it happened that way because mm-hmm. it gave me an opportunity to pray, you know, for yeah. and um, all that. But I would say definitely the, that's one of the biggest problems. And what my and, lazy, that, and laziness, but. Laziness, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, I'm not going to make you just answer that question. I'll answer it since I am mm-hmm. interested. Uh, the biggest problem I see with the youth, just by and large today, just in general, is that they're being taught in the world and accepting, by and large, a doctrine of self-reliance and self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem I see with, with them because when they accept that, when they believe that, it's a, it takes a, a larger step for them to really accept the gospel because when you accept the gospel, you are admitting that you that you can't do it. You yeah. can't be saved. You can't do anything to save yourself. You aren't self sufficient, and you go. You have to transition from being self reliant to being spirit dependent mm-hmm. when you trust in Christ. Yeah, and it's, that's just one of the big problems I see. Especially when you have like teenagers that you know they're, they're starting to get set in their ways a little bit. You know? <laughs> yes, it, exactly. It, you it's those growing pains. <laughs> uh-huh. it, you know, so it's you know, and has that been kind of difficult to navigate? Because you have such a large like range, right? You know, has that been, how do you, I mean, because, like we're talking about youth or what we're talking about? Like youth. So like, like your youth group. So like, Mm -hmm. for some, like, is it split? Like, do you split up? So when we talk about where they come from, they are split pretty much because we have, we have a good bit from Berrien, Uh we have some from Lanier, we have some from Highland. Yeah. So we have like three different schools plus some homeschoolers 
Yeah. You got to have the high schoolers in there somewhere. Yeah. High school, homeschoolers, uh, they're all here, and it's it's different because they don't, it, there's no, they're not a common bond, a common ground they all stand on. Like, with you, you come from Lowndes. There's a lot of people at Northside who come from Lowndes, so they have yeah. that, they share that school bond. Mm-hmm. Not the case here. It's a different context. Yeah. And so, it takes another step on our part to try to get them to mesh, to work yeah. together. And to, also with your lessons. Like, yes. how does that work? I mean, because you're teaching them all at one time, right? Or do you, or, yeah, all at one time. So, you know, because you know, that's one thing that I was wondering about you and Noah both. You know, because mm-hmm. you've got, what's your, so is it from? 7th to 12th grade is the audience I'm Okay. Pre- so, teaching. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what Noah's got. He's got from 6th to 12th. I mean, yeah. you know, like I've wondered, you know, how do you take that balance of feeding all, you know, of all of those um, grades spiritually, you know, like in a way they all get something out of it, you know? Well, for one, you got to pray about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> see, God, see, see God's got us throughout the process of whenever you're writing a lesson or sermon, whatever the case. But when I sit down and write a lesson, you know, acknowledge God first and foremost. Yeah. Ask His guidance. And then I really try my best in my notes to use specific words and language that can be very easily understood by both. Right. Even in when I go to definition of a larger word, like, uh, for instance, this past Sunday we were in the book of Genesis, mm-hmm. and I brought up the topic of the Proto-Evangelium. It's, uh, you may never heard that word before, it's a <laughs> term. It's about Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It's uh-huh. the first good news is what that translates to. Yeah. And I, it's, I broke that down to now that was the first promise of a Savior. Yeah. In Genesis 3, 15. And you can use large words like that, but you have to define them. For right, them. define so they, them, yeah. So you, they and shoot, exactly. I mean, I'm a senior and I didn't know what that meant. So exactly. you have to define it regardless, you know, like... That's right. Um, yeah. But you can still give them the meat of the word, uh-huh. but it's all about the language you use to present it. Yeah. Because if you, as long as you present it in language they can understand, these kids are smart. Uh-huh. They can take a lot of information as long as you present it well. Right. And, you know, one thing I was thinking about with, like, the pastors at Northside, but, you know, you as well um, as an intern, you know, like, do you sometimes ever feel like, you know, you're not getting spiritually fed as much as, like, say, because you're pouring so much into these kids? I'm glad you asked that. Um, Do you ever feel like you're not supporting So before I uh, came here to raise the first Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. I have reached that point. Like, and and just not necessarily there was... Something with Northside, just as like my personal life. Yeah. Just sitting in Sunday school being taught, I I wasn't getting anything out of mm-hmm. out of it anymore. Not because what was being taught wasn't right, it wasn't great. It's just that you've learned I, it. I've learned it, it, and I'm, I'm on to a different phase of the Word of God. Uh huh. And then I came here, and now I'll do like every week, every day, I'm, I'm getting poured into by some great godly men in a way that that I can digest really well. Just mm-hmm. and studying the Word of God, just trying to divide it to teach it. It's been a real way for me to get fed, just just in mm-hmm. lesson prep alone. Because I because I've wondered that you know like with the pastors you know mm-hmm. like either at Northside or anywhere yeah you know like mm-hmm. they're preaching and doing all these lessons where do they get fed from you know and mm-hmm. I think and I could be so wrong but I think that's why also Pastor Robbie likes to give you know from Robbie Foster from Northside yes. you know he likes to give um, like you know the other pastors a chance to mm-hmm. preach on Sunday nights yeah. and so he can get fed as well you know so he can get a message and it also helps them you know. Yes get better at preaching um you know because i'm like well they talk about us you know as a congregation getting yeah you know you know learning and getting fed but what about you guys like you that's know right. y'all can't just get the scraps more left over that's right and yeah. uh, so that also helps me uh, a lot is reading books by 
golly man, like I'm reading nine marks of yeah. the Healthy Church by Mark Dever right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Those books, yeah. I mean, they anybody can pick those up and get a lot out of them. But yeah. for me personally, that they've really uh, been a way for God to feed me through, through his word and through those books too. And I think it's so funny. Like, I think as why is it every office that like you have a youth intern or a pastor has a stack of books up there. Like every, <laughs> every, every single office, it doesn't matter where or what church. Like Noah's got them. Pastor Robbie's got them. Everybody's got them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that cracks me up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, a, a wise pastor will look at other people's perspectives on a given verse of scripture. And a great way to do that is through commentaries uh-huh. and other books on a specific topic. Yeah. So that's why you find a whole lot of books. And two, I'm also in school to be a ministry. Mm, so. Yeah. Because you're going through you're going through Truett, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I'm getting my bachelor's right now. So how's that? How's that going? Going really well. I just uh, finished up a, a set of three classes this last quarter. Nice. Um, there's, there's a logic class. Um, and some other classes y'all don't want to hear. There's a bunch of mumbo But I'm getting into theology and hermeneutics this next so nice. semester. I am excited. I think didn't I think Noah's close to getting done with like college. He's yeah, he should be almost done because I think he was doing capstone this year, mm-hmm. which is the yeah, like the, the final thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you have somebody right there that's looking to get up and you need advice. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, you talk about working like through this, you know, through on these guys here. Like it's the same sentiment, you know, at Northside. Yes. Like. I love having that kind of one-on-one time getting to know them just yes. in person because, like, that's one thing I wanted to, like, touch on in the one year was these aren't just your pastors you see on every side. They're not just your staff. Like, the, these are people with personalities behind, yes. you know, and, like, they're working every day. Like, don't think they're not. Oh, trust me. They, I, I know. I know the behind the scenes. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that's what I wanted. I just wanted to tell people, I'm like, they're not just working you know, on a Sunday. You know, like, there's stuff that happens all week. It has to be. And sometimes even on a Friday, and they're not, the office isn't even up on a Friday. That's right. Um, you know, because even, even people, I've said, like, Miss um, Brenda Thomas, for example. You know, she works in the offices, but if people didn't know that, they would think she's just a member of Northside. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that Pastor Robbie likes to highlight, you know, his staff at times, you know, but I'm like... Hey, she's one of she's, she's a hardworking woman right here. Like all them Never in the office, they're right here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, um, and it's funny. I've even tried to get her on the podcast one time, and she's like, "Oh, we don't know what'll come out of my mouth." I'm like, "I'm like, well, that'd be part of the fun." Exactly. Like you know, so you never know. But, That's right. Um, but yeah, if you have any other questions for me or anything like that. Mm. So, what has been a way that God has grown you personally in your relationship with Him? This past month. Ooh, past month. Ooh. Well, you know, it just, you know, it literally just happened like a week or two, or like literally like a couple days ago. Um, so past month still, but it works. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, because sometimes, you know, because I mean, you hear it all the time, you know, you can pray about something, but you wonder if it's going to, you know, like you can pray about something and you can believe it'll work, but will it actually work? You know, like you have to. You, know, you have to believe. You have to trust that it works. And um, you know, um, I won't get into detail because it's somebody else's business. But I was praying for somebody, a friend of mine, about a family member of theirs. Like they were just having to go get something checked at the ER, and um, they were worried about it. You know, they were there all day. You know, when I was worried, I was worried to death. I was like, yeah. I know this person, and I'm, you know, I love them to pieces too. So, and I was praying all day and you know, thinking about them. And then you know, they got home. They were fine. You know, it's just a small little thing, and you know, just. That's one thing I've learned to just, 
I got to get better at as well. Just like, hey, when you pray about something, because, you know, there's a couple of things I've been praying about for probably ever since I started walking with Christ. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it doesn't happen yet, but I know it will at some point. Yeah. I just got to trust that. Um, so I think it's probably one of the biggest things for people mm-hmm. in general. is like when you pray about something, trusting that it'll happen. Having that faith, uh-huh. trusting God that it will. Yeah. That's the whole point. I mean, because sometimes there's certain situations that you're in, you're like, how is this going to work out? You know? Like, you got to trust God, man. And you do. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And uh, well, something I would like to add. Uh, yeah. Even though pastors, we live out a higher calling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some of us may look like we have it all together. You don't. Yeah. We have deep struggles, just like anybody. Yeah, else. Like, that was one thing Pastor Jeff told, told me when I was, because I told him some of the questions for the one year, and he said, one of the questions was, um, you know, how do you keep your faith when things get tough? And he said, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it, it, it's difficult to. Um, you know, because again, you got to remember, there's, you know, you guys are human just like everybody else. And in fact, I would say that pastors, uh, faithful pastors, wrestle with God more than anyone else do, uh-huh. do in, their, in their lifetime. Yeah, and you know that in our in my in our heads, it's like, what you do? What do you mean you get up and sing or you preach every Sunday? What are you talking about? But um, that's one thing for sure that I think we probably need to put an emphasis on. Like, make sure that you you know your congregation is checking on you. Like, exactly. How how how's your head? Like, you know, are you good? Like, we can pray for you. Like, and you know, I know that you, you know you pray in general, but what about specific stuff? Like, you know, because people come up to me or whatever and like, hey, can you pray for this specifically? Like. Yes. We want to do the same thing for our pastors. Like, don't just leave them in the dust because they're working for you. They're still people. They still have struggles like anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's just part of my heart because I work with them all of them during the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's just because with any church, though. Yeah. Check on them because yes. you don't know what they're going through. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that, and again, that's with anybody. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they, you know, sometimes just a little asking, saying they were going to pray for you, mm-hmm. that's all they need. It's like, oh, you know. That's right. And that's nice. So. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for coming here to this podcast, bro. It's been a pleasure getting to hear what God's been doing through yeah, this man. podcast and through your life, man. Yeah, and I thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, you know, and I will thank the other pastors here later today, but, um, you know, just to have the opportunity to come to another church and, you know, interview you guys has been awesome. Um, never thought, and again, you know, you're talking about opportunities, like, never yes. thought this was going to happen. Um, but, hey, here I am. God works in some mysterious and amazing ways, man. Definitely does. And, um... I just thank you so much, man, and thanks for coming on another time. You know, hey, anytime, bro. You just give me a call when you want. Yeah, you do. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I've always close out my word of prayer. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Yahweh, thank you so much, Lord, for Charlie's heart for you, God, for giving him the ability, Lord, to just continue to do this faithfully, to continue to interview people of your word, God, faithfully, Lord, and just to hear how they're doing, just hear the struggles they're going through, Lord, and just how you're working in them, God. I pray your blessing be continue on his ministry, Lord, that you just continue to work in through him, God, as you have it, and in more ways than you have him, Father. Thank you so much for this day, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Welcome, man. With another episode of the Young Minds Podcast coming to a close, I just want to remind you that you are never alone, and faith is action. So let's get out there.